Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This, my friends, is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, your incendiary host, the host with the most, (laughs) Clay Edwards. We are live on 103.9 FM, WYAB. It is, what is today? It's a Tuesday. It's a terrible Tuesday here on the Clay Edwards Show. We're streaming worldwide at WYAB.com. You know what today is? Today is a Ted Nugent Tuesday. Terrible Ted in concert tonight out there at City Hall in Brandon. A little free plug there. If you ain't got nothing to do, go buy some tickets. Go see Ted Nugent. Support somebody that supports you. Ted supports what we do. Uh, no pun intended. Shit, Ted always shoots a bow and arrow on stage. And, uh, you know, this is actually going to lead to a a topic I was just having online with my buddy Kip and some other folks. You know, Ted's fallen on a bunch of fallen on a bunch of arrows or taking a bunch of arrows for his political beliefs. The reason Brandon even got this show tonight is because it got canceled at Avondale Brewing in Alabama because the wokes attacked. And to paint a better picture of what Avondale Brewing is like, imagine them doing booking a Ted Nugent show in Fondren. Not going to go over so well. The the low, the natives would not be happy. I'm talking about them white liberals. They, you know they ain't no Ted Nugent fans. They ain't got that cat scratch fever. They got a different kind of fever. It ain't that cat scratch. They got that monkey pox fever. Anyway. um, You know, but it, got, it brought up a broader conversation. Well, they, this had nothing to do with it, but we're going to have a broader conversation. Last night I posted a couple pictures on my Facebook page of an old concert, a concert I brought to town from yesteryear. I was going through some old photos, um, sending some photos to a friend, and uh, I, know, I hate saying uh on the radio, but uh, and I posted a couple on my different Facebook pages and this, that, and the other. And I came across a flyer of a concert that I brought to town in November of 2007. I couldn't believe it had been that long ago. It was Seven Dust and Ten Years, who were both huge at the time, out touring together, you know, doing like the House of Blues, Hard Rock Live type circuit, playing 2,500, 3,000 people every night. And we've got a show here in Jackson, Mississippi with them. You know, basically every penny I had at the time, I was so confident. I had this show and I had a cross-Canadian ragweed show booked the same night, I had that at Hallam Miles. I had this show booked out at, <clears throat> the name of the venue this week was Main Stage Entertainment Complex, but it was Rodeos, Headliners, The Forum, Banana Joes. I mean, it's been a dozen different names over the years. 
I, one of my first jobs ever, my very first job ever, uh, in the bar business, I always say it was at Inez's working the door, but it's not 100% accurate. It was actually there at rodeos back in the 90s for uh, Mike Madison, our very own Mike Madison that has the radio show here, was the general manager there, gave me my first job, fired me, fired me for the first time too. I was a bar back there and uh, I smoked weed with Willie Nelson and got fired. <laughs> You know what? It gave me a good story later on in life. So, fast forward to 2007. Uh, I had Crazy 8. No, we didn't have Crazy 8 at the time. We had the club downtown, 105. Yeah, but we were we were doing concerts here and there. I'd brought Breaking Benjamin to town a couple times at my bar and at Howlin' Miles. And you know, we were doing some other stuff, trying to start a production company, too. So, we brought the Seven Dust Show to town. And it was the largest production we'd ever done. You can go to my Clay, Clay Edwards Facebook page and see it. There's a picture of the show and a picture of the flyer. It was massive. It looks like an arena rock show shoved into a club. Large club, mind you, but still a club at the end of the day. It was a great show. It was a great show. Their management was absolutely terrible. They had changed management between the times I brought them to Crazy 8 around 01, 02 to then. And they were trying to go to the next level, become an arena headliner. They had the talent to do it, you know. I just they just never quite had the song to do it. Anyway, they um they were great. I mean, I have no problems with Seven Dust. I'm still friends with those guys to today. Like if they're playing anywhere in the southeast, I can shoot a text and uh, we get VIP the whole nine yards. And I should after the way this concert went, but they uh we lost like seven thousand dollars. Which, you know, when, when you kind of put it all on the line, and I ended up giving that cross-Canadian ragway show to Howlin' Miles, to Charlie and them down there. I said, hey, I'm just going to let y'all have this one. Of course, that show sold out and made a bunch of money. I, I stuck myself with the with the one that lost seven grand. Man, I didn't listen to Seven Dust again for ten years. I, it was so, I just had such a terrible taste in my mouth. that I, Honestly, I don't think I listened to a Seven Dust song again until 2015, 2017, somewhere in there. Now, of course, it's fine. I'm over it. One band I will absolutely never listen to again that would talk about losing money. I can tell you more show, more concerts about losing money, I swear. Third Eye Blind. I had that, man, that was like one of the first big concerts we ever brought out to Crazy 8. I was like, well, this, is, this band's huge. This band's all over Top 40 Radio. And that's when I learned the difference in Top 40 music fans and rock music fans. You may have a top 40 hit. But that does not mean you have fans. You may have people that like your song. That don't mean they will buy your concert ticket. I learned that lesson the hard way with Third Eye Blind. It also didn't help that Matchbox 20 was playing in New Orleans that night. And I completely underestimated how many people would drive three hours on a Wednesday night or whatever night of the week it was, it was not a weekend to go see Third Eye Blind. I mean, to go see uh, Matchbox 20. They have real fans. <clears throat> so, it, we were having a conversation on Facebook a minute ago under this post. And uh, they had said that Seven Dust said they would never play Jackson again. And I heard the little clip, and it was after a New Year's Eve show at Fire. They said the crowd just didn't rock or whatever. I was at that show, and, uh, you know, Jackson is what it is. Uh, you know, it ain't the club owner's fault. It ain't the promoter's fault that the crowd doesn't, quote-unquote, rock. You know, that they don't mosh. That's just never been the Jackson thing anyway. But 
People ask me all the time, so to our broader conversation, people ask all the time, Clay, you know, why don't rock concerts come here no more? Why, why, why is the amphitheater only book country? Because y'all don't support it. Let's just be honest. Even at the peak of Rock 93.9, at the peak of Rock's popularity, resurgence popularity in the mid-2000s, at the absolute peak, most bands, there's about five or 600 rock fans, maybe seven, 700, that would go to every concert. And you would get the occasional band, like when Chip booked a Seether or I booked a Papa Roach. Or Chip booked a Papa Roach. And I'm talking about Chip Matthews. He owns Club Fire downtown. It has Acme Pizza now. Has a lot of the cool rock memorabilia hanging up there. So if you ever want to go see some of that, get out there to Acme Pizza. At the peak, you had maybe 700 people. So you had to make the numbers work. And this is before ticket prices got crazy. We really sold y'all tickets way too cheap. Really, really. We should have been selling no less than, there should have never been less than a $50 ticket. But neither here nor there. Occasionally, you book one of the bigger bands, you can squeeze a thousand people in. You know, but I mean, they had to be an arena band basically doing a one off show at a club. Like when Chip did a Five Finger Death Punch outside and Pop Roach outside one night. You know, those were cool. Those were cool shows. I don't even know if those made money. Probably not, knowing Jackson. But uh, so why we don't get shows now is it's really simple. Z106 is the worst rock station in the country. The absolute worst rock station in the country. And it has melted y'all's brains. It has melted your brains that you only think the only rock music that exists in some of your world is Leonard Skinner, Foghat, and Bob Seger. And the people who don't think that only listen to jam band music. That's the other thing. Jackson is a jam band town. That's why clubs like Martin's and uh, do so well with it. And, uh, you know, why... Jackson is still a good live music town. It's just not a rock music town. Uh, we had some promoters out of Atlanta last year that tried to book some rock shows here in Jackson. They promoted them on this show. They promoted them all over the internet, just like you promote a show. Except they didn't have a rock station to promote on, so they didn't promote on the rock station. They did. They promoted that Jackal show on this station and on Z106. Nobody wanted to go see Jackal. I don't know if nobody wanted to go to Jackson to do it, or maybe Jackal just ain't a draw. Who, who knows? We'll never know, but nobody showed up. So, Jackson ain't a rock town. The, and the deal is, y'all know that we, we all know the, the, the problems with Jackson as a whole. Rock music fans are coming from the suburbs. Now, this ain't the mid 80s anymore, where, you know, every show used to stop at the Coliseum and uh, we'll, we'll call them rock music fans still lived in Jackson, North Jackson, South Jackson. You know, now you could be, it could be a 45 minute drive from the suburbs to Jackson one way now. And you're talking about going to a club, the show's starting later than normal because it's at a club and everybody wants to sell X amount of liquor, yada, yada, yada. And then there's no venues in the counties, in the suburbs, that have the production capacity to do a rock show, a real rock show. You have City Hall Live, but that's really, that's an arena. As far as production capabilities, what we what we don't have is like a Martin's or a Crazy Eight or a Fire 
in the suburbs. Now, if anybody's out there that's listening, that's got some money, I'm giving you a million-dollar idea here. Go see see Jake Wyndham, Mayor Pearl. I I bet he'll work with you. We need a House of Blues-type venue. They can hold twelve to fifteen hundred people with the proper production capabilities in Madison, Pearl, or Brandon. And we need a rock station. But I don't know that you necessarily have to have the station with the internet and proper internet promotion. But at the end of the day, you still need you really need a rock station. That's why there's so many shows on, on the coast. Two things. It's real simple. There's rock fans. So three. There's three things. There's rock fans. There's a rock station, CPR, that's been around for 20-plus years. And they got casinos. Casinos can throw extra money at bands that a regular promoter can't because they they make money different ways at a casino. They're going to book you a room. You're going to spend money on the the casino floor usually. There's a lot of other factors and ability and ways they had to make money that we don't as as a regular venue. But that's all right. It is what it is. So if you ever want to know why we don't get cool concerts outside of the amphitheater, that's really it. Especially rock concerts. And I'm I'm referring to like hard rock. And I know Three Doors Down comes to the amphitheater. They're, They're a rare exception. I know we had that one metal show last year with Megadeth. Rare exception. Rare exception. That's the first metal show that's played a large venue here since the mid-2000s. If you want to call like Stained and Three Days Grace and all that metal, but hard rock. you know. So we don't get much of that here anymore. <clears throat> and uh, a lot of it is because Jackson's a third world hellhole. A lot of it is because we don't have a rock station. A lot of it is because we don't have a venue anywhere to do it. So if you ever wanted to know, why we don't have rock shows. That is the reason why we don't have rock shows. Let's take a break real quick. Come back and we'll keep this. We will keep the discussion going. Uh, we'll branch off. If you want to chime in, the Guns of Gear text line 769 241 1944. 769 241 1944. When we come back, I got a bunch of good culture war stuff. I want to, uh, Mississippi. Uh, conspicuously has been left off the list that I I feel like we probably should have been on. I'm going to discuss it when we come back. This is the Clay Edwards Show, 103.9 FM, WYAB. Welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey, this segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Get over there and see them today for all of your Window tinting, home car and business window tinting needs, vehicle wrap needs. That's right. Turn your bill, your vehicle into a rolling billboard or just change the color without the commitment of a paint job or the cost of a paint job. Also, automotive glass repair, windshields, uh, rear glass, side glass, whatever. They got it. You need it. They got it. Shop them online. Book online. LakelandGlassIntent.com. Or give them a call today. Very easy phone number to remember. I don't give out many phone numbers, but theirs is easy. 601-946-1000. That's Lakeland Glass and Tent. Right there in Flowood, Mississippi, where quality 
matters. Shout out to all those guys. I know they listen to the show every day. So much love. Much love. All right, man. Um, let's clean up some guns and gear text real quick. You guys are on it this morning. Uh, I've hit a nerve with the rock stuff. And I and it's my heel to die on Z106. I know uh, it's faux pas for, uh, to talk about another radio station. They're terrible. Absolutely terrible. But I will give them one exception. There's a Mexican restaurant I hang out at on Saturday nights or on the weekends occasionally. And Brandon, they have Z106 on in the background. And I love hair metal. And they actually, I guess on Friday, Saturday nights, they do play a little more Motley Crue, a little more Poison, a little more Bon Jovi. You know, but I don't need Z106 to listen to that. I have all that on my phone. But if I have to be somewhere and it has to be on in the background, at least they're playing that. But I would like to hear some actual, you know, modern rock, new rock. You know, something from the last 30 years. JJ says, yes, Z106 is the reason I stream my music. Um, Kevin on the Guns of Gear text line says, uh, does does 103.7 The Fox in Hattiesburg exist because it's a college town? Only station around the area that will play rock every once in a while. And it goes back to what I was trying to say earlier. Rural areas, believe it or not, have a lot of rock fans. You know, rural is not as country music driven as you may as you all may think it is. Plus, yeah, it's a, it's a college town in Hattiesburg. A lot of transient people from other places. So yeah, a rock does work somewhere like Hattiesburg. And um, let's just be honest. And this every now and then things legitimately come down to race. There's, there's two hundred. Jackson is eighty ish percent black. So two hundred thousand. There's two hundred thousand black folks or more in the Tri County area. But Jackson, traditionally, black folks ain't heavy metal fans. It just is what it is. I, you know, there. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a few. I know there. I personally know a few. But it's it's a, it's rare. So you you got to kind of play the hits. That's why ninety nine jams has been the number one station around here uh, forever. Or uh, Kixi, you know, for the older black crowd. Those are those those are the powerhouse stations as far as music goes. And um, it just is what it is. Demographics do play a large factor in what kind of radio stations we have. So, but man, yeah, Z one six is terrible. If I, man, and you know what I hate about that is it. It just makes me makes me despise the bands that they play over and over. ACDC, gosh dang, every every ACDC song sounds the same. Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin could get back together. Could get back together. And come play Jackson, and I probably would not go. I just never need to hear another Led Zeppelin song for the rest of my life. Leonard Skinner is a rare except. Leonard Skinner is a fun concert. Anyway, let's get to this list here. I stumbled across this on social media yesterday. I don't remember who shared it. I stole it. Uh, and of course, at first I was trolling the Instagram crowd over there at Save Jackson and said, finally, a bad list we didn't make it on. Thanks to counties like Madison and Rankin, we were able to stay off this top 10 worst states to live and work in list. But then I got to paying more attention to the list. I don't know. That's pretty good company on there for the most part. I don't know how Indiana made it, but, you know, whatever. I'm going to read this list, then I'll tell you what it's based on. 
Number one, worst state. Well, you know, we'll start it backwards. How about that? Well, we'll do the T's. The tenth worst state to live in, according to CNBC, is Florida. <laughs> I tell you, that should tell you what direction this is going. The ninth worst state is Arkansas. The eighth is Tennessee. The seventh is Indiana. The sixth is Missouri. The fifth is Alabama. The fourth is South Carolina. The third is Louisiana. The second is Oklahoma. And the worst state to live in, according to this list, is Texas. They hit every SEC state except Mississippi, unless I'm... Unless there's an omission I'm just not thinking about. And here's what the report was based on. The report measures quality of life issues, including, wait for it, crime, health care, child care and health care, as well as, wait for it, wait for it, inclusive policies on discrimination and reproductive rights. How did Mississippi not make this list? I keep telling y'all, my buddy Steven Yatroska keeps telling y'all, we ain't really a red state. We ain't really a red state. We're a purple state. We ain't really a red state. That's why we didn't make this list. Cause how did Mississippi not make this list? Y'all keep telling me they were a bunch of racist bigots. How did we not make a list? That uh doesn't that that's, stro- that's strongly based on inclusivity policies and discrimination and reproductive rights. I, I got questions. I got questions. I need to know why we didn't make this list. I am disappointed. We we should have. How did Indiana? I, did that, I'm convinced Indiana at number seven was supposed to be Mississippi. And anytime you're calling Florida and Texas. Worst places to live. I got. I got to question the ethnicity of this, the authenticity, not ethnicity, the authenticity of this list. Um. So, uh, somehow or another, we didn't make a list that's supposed to be bad, but would have would have actually been a compliment. Uh, who's somebody's calling here? Let's see who it is. Let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. What's going on this morning, Clay? Hey, brother. What's up? Oh, not much. Just out here fighting with his heat. Yeah. Are you right about that? Uh, nobody comes to Jackson no more. You know, they was getting when y'all was doing all that, but it was always in the middle of the week. Made it kind of rough on these working people. Well, that's the problem of being what they call a C market. We were right. Right, we were three hours from Memphis, New Orleans, and we're f- five to six Birmingham. hours between 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 Dallas and Birmingham or Atlanta. Well, you know, right. we were, people were always driving through here. Typically, on a day off is why we were able to get them, but rarely would it be on a weekend because they want to be in them big markets on a weekend. You're right; they wouldn't because you know back back when the concerts used to come, it was a decent rock head crowd around. But you know, they started spreading out, and then there was no radio stations because '93 made a good run of it. What was the other one? It was on AM that come over. Well, that uh, K Rock back in the '80s, yeah, '98. Yeah, so you know, they they tried, they and, tried, but. And here's you know, the deal with. Sister's got a talk show on in the morning now. Here's the deal with 93 is 
it, it, everybody thinks it all died when they went away. They actually went away before they went away because they got reprogrammed to be more competitive with Z106. Right. And next thing you know, it was all ACDC and Soundgarden and, you know, just the same crap over and over and over with a lot less that, that, new That always rock. made me mad. There's other songs on there. You ain't got to play Top 40 like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. I mean, there's other songs besides Top 40 because that's what burnt me with Z way back. Because they went to computer and they got like Miss 103. You listen to them in the morning, that's what you're going to hear all day long. Yeah, I stumbled onto Z106 the other morning just just perusing the uh, the radio stations, which I rarely do. And I had to wonder, they seem to have a show that's competitive with what we do here now on in the mornings. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, I had been listening to them for a long time because I was working out of town. I picked them up now because I uh, couldn't get y'all. And I picked them up, and I started kind of listening to them. Yeah, they, they, they apparently they fired John Boy and Billy. Uh, man, I can't believe they got <laughs> I was sick of them 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I remember when they started here in the 90s. I can't yes. believe they stayed on as long as they did. I mean, it was entertaining for a little while. I used to drive a truck in the mornings delivering parts right. for Great Annuals Ford, like right out of high school. And I would listen to John Boy and Billy in the mornings in the 90s. The fact they last – look, I, I'm like you. I quit listening 20 years ago. But the fact I don't I don't know what was more surprising that they actually that they finally got canceled or that they lasted as long as they did and I didn't even know they were on the air. Well, I think one of them got sick or something from what I'd heard. But they, you know, you had you know you you couldn't listen to them for a year or two, and then you would listen to them. And it's like you've done heard this before. It's like rerun the same stuff. Like man, dang, <laughs> they yeah. changed something up. We just got a text on the Guns of Gear text line from Ty. He says John Boy and Billy are still on the air just Saturdays and Sundays only. So I don't oh, know. Okay. Well, the last thing I'm doing is listening to uh, to John Boy and Building on Saturday or Sunday morning. But hey, there's <laughs> there's different people, man. Look, I've, what I've learned over the years, there's different people who get up and do different stuff. People are cutting their yard. They got their headphones on. They're working around the house. They got music, whatever going. I ain't judging nobody. But hey, the Clay Edwards Show podcast is great to catch up on on the weekends. That's what I do when I miss shows. I try to catch up. Y'all used to have. The, I can't remember the name. The one that used to come in there on Saturday mornings. Oh, dang. Uh, uh, don't get me to lying. I used to. That's how I started here. Yeah, well, uh, you know the one. I think he was up in D.C. when I was January 6th. He used to call in regular to Ken. Uh, Allen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, I used to Alan. like to listen to him when he would come on. Yeah, he would do two straight hours without a single commercial. He could talk, boy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I enjoyed him when he was on. Because, you know, like I said, if you're not knowing, you know, not got uh, what music you want to listen to, I don't listen to Top 40 because there ain't nothing out no more. Not me, music. He, I know every generation, every older generation says this. But music today sucks. Now, there is some good stuff. It just ain't coming out of the rock genre. It's coming out of the the southern. It's a rebirth of southern rock. You got bands like Whiskey Myers and guys like Cody Jinks. Um, and you got some other stuff that's really good. But it's not It's not hard rock. I mean, well, may, there may be some good stuff out there. I just haven't found it. But there, My boy, he, he listens. He, him and his friend, he, he'll be 24 this year. And he listens to what we come up on. And they're into it because we'll sit there, you know, try to fool each other with a song. You know, so who's this? Who's this? And he's good. And he said, I said, why are y'all into this? Dad, we come up listening to it because y'all was playing it. You know, my, my, my girlfriend picks at me about music trivia. She's like, we're going to get rich one day on your music trivia. She's like, I'm taking, I'm taking you to trivia night. I was like, well, if it's music trivia, I can do it now. But 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 it's anything after about 2005, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's, he's turned me on to it. There are a few good groups out there. Like, like I said, they just don't get no airplay because everybody's streaming and YouTube and everything now. And that's what's happening to these actors now. 
everybody's going to streaming, and, and he's starting to feel the crunch. Yeah, they can get crunched on out. Chris, i got to take my break, brother. Appreciate it. All right, brother. All right, be safe. You Bye. Too. Bye. All right, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Phone line's wide open, 601-879-0002. i got a bunch of stories I want to talk about, but we can weave in and out of this concert stuff all show if y'all want to. If y'all got anything you want to talk about as far as music, radio, like thereof, call in, 601-879-0002. Text into the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back in to Clay's Rock Show, <laughs> or like thereof. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Oh, man, I could have been a rock DJ. I know I could have. But this is what you got, so enjoy it. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Guns and Gear. They sponsor our text line. You know the name. Go meet the folks out there. Great people. Highway 51 North, Gluckstadt. They are open today. See what the, Go see what, uh, check them out on Facebook. Go see what Fred's deal of the day is. They usually post it around 9 o'clock. Get up, check it out. Don't miss out. Hey, but they're way more than just a gun store. They are the home of no-limit ammo. They can take care of all your Cerakoting needs, all of your gunsmithing needs. And did you know they will buy your gun, too? No sense in going and dealing with a pawn shop and all that stuff, man. Roll out there to guns and gear. Deal with a pro. Uh, they give you fair market value. You can use it to trade in money. You can just walk out with money, however you need to do it. Guns and gear. Shop them online. Gunsandgearms.com. And again, just go check them out in person. Right there, 51 North at Yandale Road. Guns and Gear, the home of No Limit Ammo. And the sponsor of our Guns and Gear text line right here on the Clay Edwards Show. Um, Staying in this concert vein for a minute. I'd actually planned on talking about something. And you know what? Hold on. I want to read this Guns and Gear text real quick. Anthony says, one less reason and plan three or two awesome groups. You know, I brought one less reason to town the first time they ever came. And I was actually thinking about them a minute ago. I, I, I brought them to town no less than 10 times. They even stayed the night at my house after they played my birthday party. I did, them on, I did a big one less reason weekend. We did an unplugged acoustic show out at Reed Pierce's and Byron. Free, free charge, free cover charge for everybody. I want to say, say we crammed about 700 people in there that night. It was insane. And then we did a sold-out show the next night at Hallam Owls with a couple rock bands. Chad Wesley, I want, I want to say, opened that show. And I can't remember who else, but I know Chad Wesley was on it. And One Less Reason, it was, I think, I want to say it was sold out. But, yeah, I discovered One Less Reason on MySpace. No, actually, I discovered them on Sirius XM. And then I found them on MySpace and realized they were just up the road in Memphis. And I think the first time I brought them to town, paid them 500 bucks. You know, did it at Hallam Owls. Nobody showed up. But Nate West discovered him over when he was at Y101. I guess he, no, he's at 96 now. But when he was at Y, Nate discovered him and started playing If You Want Me. And it became like the number one song in Jackson. And at that point, I still had the good relationship with him. So I teamed back up, brought him back, had a sold-out show at Hallam Miles. The rest is history. Brought him to town a bunch of times. Uh, still buddies with Chris to this day. But got a great history with one less reason. All right. I saw this floating around yesterday. I, I, let me see if I can get this to play. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can get this to play here. I haven't actually tried playing this clip. But apparently Miranda Lambert lost her marbles on some fans for taking selfies during her performing. Let's give this a whirl. Thank you. 
So she's upset the fans are taking selfies during the show. Is that fair or foul? All right. And, and I'll tell you this. We were up at that Brett Michael show at Choctaw Fair. And I, of course, I've seen this forever. Hell, I've done it. Um, I don't do it anymore. You just kind of I, – I, I rarely even take pictures and videos at concerts anymore because I'll go through my phone and realize I don't do anything with these. Why, why, why am I taking these? I, they just sit on my phone. I mean, I may do a photo dump on the Facebook or something, but generally speaking, I don't really do anything with them. But neither here nor there. Like there was a, there was a couple of people in front of us who kept turning around and taking selfies with like Brett Michaels in the background on the stage and them. So it looks like they're in the photo with him. Again, I've done something like that before. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't. So I don't get mad about it. I just say it is what it is. But it is annoying when it's constant over and over. Like, how many selfies do you need? How about one? You got it? Let's go on. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I think that if you buy the ticket and you don't have a no cell phone policy as the artist, I think the fans could do whatever they want. I mean, they obviously like you enough that they want to get you into a picture with them while you're performing. It's weird. Our um our idol worship um around the world, it ain't just America. It's very strange. Whether it's in music, politics, whatever. I mean there's only one person I'm worshiping and that's Donald Trump. Everybody else are false prophets. So what do y'all think? Concert selfies? Fair or foul? I mean, if I'm being 100% honest, I mean, like, if it was just up to me, there ought to be no cell phones allowed at concerts. And people just should have just should have to just enjoy the show. Because, I, you know, you spend half the, the concert, you spend half the concert holding a camera up. And, and the people behind you who might not be holding a camera up got to bob and weave trying to I, I was at a concert last year, actually Poison, at the Silver Star Casino. I was watching the concert through somebody's lens or phone one time. I was like, come on, man. I didn't pay to see them on stage. I had to watch it through your phone in front of me. Let's take a phone call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Yeah, I just want to speak on what you're talking about, man. Yeah, the, you spent all that money on that ticket, waiting in line for all that time. Just to take pictures that are going to come out blurry in a video that nobody's going to be able to hear the sound on? Exactly. You wasted your whole, and ticket prices are ridiculous now, so what, $200 or something to yes. stand in line for four hours to have standing room only to pay 18 bucks for a beer to enjoy your artist, but you're going to sit there on your phone the whole time? Yeah, you know, I, come on, man. Me, I don't even pull mine out. That's why people are like, dude, you went song? Let me see some pictures. I don't have any. They're all right here in my noggin, man. You know, I'm glad you mentioned something. I, I said this the other night when we were leaving the um, Choctaw Fair. I said, you know, I, I was disappointed that they didn't sell beer 
But when we were leaving, I said, hey, you know, what was cool is I did not spend half the night in line getting beer or using the bathroom. I actually saw the whole show. Right. <laughs> so I was like, there's a, there, there are positives, even in negatives. Right. All right, man. Great show, dude. Don't do Pre- that. Appreciate it, R.D. Yeah, well, that's one of our uh, one of our local guys right there. I d- plays music for a living. Richard Lee Davis, good people, man. Yeah, it's a it's a strange phenomenon. Again, I try, I try not to poo poo on people's good times. You never know somebody's story. I saw a comment on the Twitter feed here. A lady said, "I used to always complain about the people taking the selfies and this, that, and the other." She said, "But now my husband has stage four cancer. He's going through chemo." She goes, so I take selfies when we do everything. She goes, I, I, I catch her everything. So I say that to say this. You never know what somebody is going through. Maybe maybe they've survived something. Maybe their significant other is uh, battling cancer. Maybe you know, this may be their first time or last time to do something together. Whatever the case may be. So I, I try not to be too hard on folks over that. Everybody enjoys their experience different. Just you know, don't let your pleasure hamper mine. You know, with your phone up over your head the whole time, filming the whole concert. That bothers me way more than people popping selfies off here and there during a performance. I mean, come on, Miranda. You're better than that. You're better than that. Firing Octane, Firing Gasoline, whatever that song was. We need the old Miranda back. I see why. I see why what's-his-name left her now. I, I see it now. She's a Karen, isn't she? She's a Karen. We'll be right back. This is a Clay Edwards show. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM. This is the Clay Edwards Show. we got a couple minutes left here to close out the first hour. I'm going to tell a story real quick. Um, uh, JJ was talking to me on Facebook. And he was. we were talking about concerts. And he said, man, the best concert I ever went to was the Kid Rock with Reverend Run at the Gulf Coast Coliseum post-Katrina. I was at that show. Um, great show. That was on the Rock and Roll Jesus tour. I specifically remember this one. Because I met Kid Rock. I, I think I've told this story on here. I met Kid Rock after that show up on the top floor of the Hard Rock. They have a club up there called Rise. I stumble into the bathroom doing my thing. I look over at the urinal beside me and there's Kid Rock. I was like, hey, you're Kid Rock. <laughs> I was like, I know you. We met before. I told him a quick story and I did it, y'all. I asked a celebrity for a picture in the bathroom. It's like the most, it's like the the number one thing you don't do. And of course I did, and he obliged uh, begrudgingly. And, you know, because I asked that pic under dire circumstances or less than desirable circumstances, I actually never got to share that photo. It was on my Palm Pilot, if that tells you how long ago this was, pre-iPhones. And I had a crazy ex-girlfriend who found it, uh, who found that that phone was better served being broken to a thousand pieces on Capitol Street. And uh, it had the memory card in the phone. And it's somewhere washed away in downtown Jackson. That's what you get for asking people for a photograph in the bathroom. So there's my Kid Rock story. But when we come back, man, we're going to jump into a bunch of stuff. I want to hit this Mike Pence story. Tucker Carlson body bagged Mike Pence. We're going to get to that and more when we come back on The Clay Edwards Show filtered no sugar added talk radio you tuned in live it's the hour two of the clay edwards show the realest show on radio the free range human show of choice 
your daily dose of reality radio, all that fun stuff. This is it. This is hour two. Let's go. This segment, real quick, going to be brought to you by our friends over at, you heard it during the commercial break there, Stonington Farms. They're going to be in town delivering this Friday. And that means you got to have your order in by Thursday. Go to stoningtonfarm.com. They're going to be in uh, Brandon, Florence, and Ridgeland. Dropping off 100% grass-fed, grass-finished, MRNA-free, antibiotic-free, steroid-free, locally-sourced beef from right here in Mississippi. Right down in Perkinston, Mississippi. You, you, once you've had the grass-fed difference, there's no turning back. Do the, do the healthy thing for you and your family. Get you some Stonington Farm beef. You may be thinking, well, Clay, I don't, you know, I'm sure they got a minimum order thing. They don't. They don't. You can get one pound of ground beef if you just want one pound of ground beef. You can just get one steak if you just want one steak. I got me a, I got several things coming. I, love, I stock up on their ground beef every chance I get. I use it on a lot of stuff. You know, ironically, I've yet to make a burger with it. But tacos, dirty rice, spaghetti, all of that, it's phenomenal. I will get around to cooking some burgers at some point. You know, believe it or not, I'm not a big burger guy. I like them. I'm not an anti-burger guy. I just It's just not the first thing that comes to mind when I start grilling. I prefer chicken and steak and stuff like that. Sausage. I'm a big sausage guy. Love good sausage. Anyway, Stonington Farm. Spelled it with two N's. Stoningtonfarm.com. Get your order in now. You'll go to the website. You'll click view our cuts. It's got the price per pound, all that. You'll contact them. Katie will get your order together. She'll text you over a copy of your invoice, and you'll decide where you want to meet them at. She'll tell you what time, and it's that simple. Cash and cards accepted on the spot there when they roll up in the Stonington Mobile, and they will get you rolling. All right, man, I just saw a great picture. I a little change of subject here before we uh, get into the Mike Pence stuff. I got that all queued up, too. I just retweeted this, at SaveJXN, on my Twitter here. It is a uh, it is a gorgeous, amazing photo of the greatest American president, living and or otherwise, Donald J. Trump, giving a big hug to Martin Luther King Jr., who would have one hundred percent been MAGA. One hundred percent MLK would have been MAGA if he was alive today. If the white Democrats hadn't have killed him, one hundred percent white Democrats hadn't have killed MLK, he'd be alive today. I said it. I'm, not, not, I'm sorry. I, I butchered that, didn't I? Well, he'd be. He may be alive today. He'd be a little old. He would be MAGA if he was. He would definitely be a Trump supporter. Ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's about the content of the character. And I'm questioning a lot of y'all's character lately. But it's about the content of the character, not the color of the skin. And that's what MAGA is about. We're about the content of your character, not the color of your skin. Speaking of MAGA, let's go to the MAGA trader, the man who forgot where he came from, the man who forgot who got him to where he was at, Mike Pence. Mike Pence says it's not his concern what a crap show America's turned into. It's not his concern that cities like Jackson, Mississippi look like bombed out Beirut in the 80s. This is Tucker Carlson ending Mike Pence's political career. You are, distra- you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse 
over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. Right. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. <laughs> Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. Now, they've added context to this, and I've heard a couple radio hosts on this very station, not our local ones, I heard a couple of radio hosts, Officer Tatum last night, had to go to the grocery store, had it on. I like Brandon Tatum. He's one of my favorite guys out there. Uh, black conservatives are, are a treasure. They're, they're national treasures. We have one right here on this station with Kim Wade. But he tries to say that, you know, he's trying to defend Mike Pence. And I don't like when people lie on other political candidates, you know, whether it's Republicans, Democrats, whatever. You know, I ain't going to sit here and let us lie on, on Pence. And the context is that Pence was answering the first question, or he was commenting on the first question where he said, uh, he said, that is not my concern in response to Tucker saying, your concern is that the Ukrainians don't have enough tanks. I don't believe that. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've listened to the full interview, the full five-minute clip of it, and I've listened to this 47-second excerpt. There's no saucy editing here. He said, Tucker said, where's the concern for the Americans? And he clearly said, that is not my concern. I mean, let's play it one more time. You are, distra- you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. Right. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. Right. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. <laughs> Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I, I don't understand where the, where the misunderstanding is. He clearly says, Tucker, that's not my concern, you petty peasants. You peasants. That's not my concern. You maggots. I mean, am I, am I hearing it wrong? Ch- call me and let me know. What do you think? 601-879-0002. The Guns of Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Let's see what we got here on the text line. Uh, No, nothing there. So, all right, let's see. I got told it was a man-law violation taking that picture of a kid rock in the bathroom. Yes, man, definite man-law violation. I'm not proud of it. Definitely not proud of it. All right, so I'm curious what you guys think, man. That's been floating out there for a few days. I wanted to get to that yesterday, and, man, just went down a rabbit hole on the 100 things to do in Mississippi before you die, and just didn't get to it. So let me know what you think about that. It, I mean, it doesn't even matter, really. Mike Pence is irrelevant. I guess that's really the point. Maybe I'm expecting outrage from people 
but nobody cares. It ain't like any. I'm curious. I mean, who's voting for Mike Pence? You know who comes across as like a Mike Pence voter? Delbert Hoseman. Delbert Hoseman seems like a Mike Pence guy. He, I was like, who's a Mike Pence guy? D- Delbert Hoseman seems like a Mike Pence guy. He's really more like a Joe Biden guy. He's definitely a Democrat. You know, my sources tell me, and I trust my sources. My sources tell me that Delbert Hoseman is the one behind this Madison County judicial redistricting, where he wants to merge Madison. Wants to separate Rankin and Madison and merge Madison with Holmes and Yazoo. Which would basically destroy Madison. It would turn Madison into Jackson. You remember when, before Rankin County got liquor, the way the church has kept it out of there for so long is they'd go find a, the nastiest, worst liquor store, convenience store combination they could in Jackson. And they put this, they use this in ads forever. They say, do you want Rankin County to turn into this, to turn into Jackson? And they had put these pictures of these just, you know, these Jasco-looking gas stations with bombs hanging out there and liquor and all this stuff. And they used this fear tactic to keep to keep liquor out of Rankin County. Now, you may sound like I'm using a fear tactic, but I can assure you this is not a fear tactic. We've seen what... George Soros-funded liberal DAs do, like in Hines County with Jody, Jody Owens, arresting cops, letting letting murderers walk, people like Greta Bully getting house arrest for doing a drive-by shooting, out both sides of the window with two different guns, getting house arrest. Now, we've seen what these, these liberal... George Soros-funded DAs do throughout America. We ain't got to look no further than Jackson, Mississippi. Is that what y'all want in Madison County? Is that what y'all want in Madison? I know That's what they want in Canton. But is that what y'all want in Gluckstadt? Is that what y'all want in Madison? Is that what y'all want in Ridgeland? You want a, you, you want a George Soros-funded DA? Vote, vote for Delbert, and you might just get it. Let's take a phone call. Hey, Jerry, you're on there. Hey, Clyde, how are you? Uh, I'm good, brother. Well, just uh, real quick, you were speaking on Delbert Hoseman and the uh, judicial uh, thing. I want to point back to something that uh, Delbert Hoseman did when President Trump was elected. Delbert, uh, well, President Trump wanted to go in with a guy named Cloaker. I can't remember. He was Secretary of State in Kansas. He was trying to clean up the voter rolls and just wanted access to the names of the people in certain in states so they could see if they were duplicate voter rolls because in Kansas they have a lot of people that live in Colorado that also vote in Kansas and vice versa, Florida, New York, and they were wanting to go in just say, hey, we just want to see names so we can compare them. If you'll remember, Delbert refused it and said, I'm not giving that man any access to the sanctity of our voter rolls. So he says, I've protected your – he hasn't done anything to protect your votes. He is protecting the multiple voters that are voting in, whether it's uh, Holmes County, Yazoo County, Hines County, Madison, whatever, because they don't clean up their voter rolls. He blocked it, and then he's running ads 
then Chris McDaniel opposed President Trump, acting like he's a, a MAGA supporter. He is the one that also, when he was Secretary of State, wanted mail-in voting and voting on email and also extended voting. Why not make it a month or two, which is ripe for corruption? And that is your Delbert Hoseman, who now wants another four years as lieutenant governor. And he's also the lieutenant governor who's appointed 30, I think it's 30 or 35 Democrats to be chairmen of committees. When you're in power, do you do that? Absolutely not. That you okay, know that you. that more than anything. Yeah. Why I don't want to hear crossing the aisle. Damn that aisle. The, the, well, we're red and blue for a reason. Well, and the, here's the thing: if you're conservative, you say you're more than welcome for any of your input and put a bill in, and we'll bring it up. But you don't give them control to not even allow a bill out of a committee, and that's what he did. Yep. The only way it can be pulled out is with uh, I can't remember the process, but I'll, I can look it up. I'm sure Sean would know it. But when you're the committee head, because uh, Michael Guest did this for you, excuse me, not Michael Guest, uh, the guy that was the uh, Speaker of the House. A lot of times they just they just Philip they Gunn. kill it, they kill it, and then they triple triple kill it basically. But he, he when he did that after Trump was elected, I am not letting them have rights to your name, and it's nothing but public records. That's all it is. And they were just asking the states to give it to them so they could compare them. Wasn't your Social Security number, anything like that. So he, he, he is who he is. And if he gets elected, he gets elected. But it's, you know, uh, we, we, and they go out. And, and what has he done to give money to sheriffs? He hasn't. He's allowed bills to come to the floor, possibly. So he's telling them if you, you know, and, and you got to kiss the ring in case he wins. So I see the sheriff supporting him and stuff, but. I promise you, he's not a conservative. He's not a Republican. He is who he is. So I just want to, you mentioned him, but he uh, he's running ads saying that Chris McDaniels is not MAGA. He said Trump's not this. He's the only one that took action. You know, he took action to block cleaning up the voter rolls of Secretary of State. Exactly. Appreciate it, brother. Right. Thank you, man. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Yeah. Hey, look, I, I guess it's most likely if you're listening to this station <clears throat> and you're not one of these anger addict Democrats who listen just to find things to be mad about, you're already voting for Chris McDaniel. I got a Chris McDaniel yard sign at the house. You know, I don't beat this drum too loud because I feel like I'm preaching to the choir a little bit. And, and I'm just going to be honest, Jameson and Kim do such a good job at it. You know, they're way more in the weeds with it than I am. I know I, the moment I met Chris McDaniel, I knew I wanted him to be my lieutenant governor. And I've known him for a little while now. And when he announced he was running, I didn't have to think about it. The man's track record speaks for itself. I can look right at Delbert Hoseman and his track record, it speaks for itself too. And it tells me he's a Democrat. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as 
the people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. That's what Donald Trump sounds like to me. That's the energy this MAGA movement has got to have going into 2024. Been to the mountaintop. I'm doing this for y'all now, not me. That's that big Trump energy right there. Man, if you think for one second, if you think for one second, MLK would have been anything but MAGA, you're delusional. You're delusional. He would have wrapped his arms around Donald Trump. All right. All right. We've hit a nerve with this Chris McDaniel stuff. Let's see. <clears throat> text messages on the Guns of Gear text line. Says better vote smooth talking Delbert out now because he has his sights set on Tate's job next. That is so true. That is very, very true. And I mean, that's the, we got to break this path of, of promoting lieutenant governors to governors up like it's a job promotion. Secretary of State to lieutenant governor to governor. It's like that's the required path one has to take to become governor around here. I ain't a fan. I am not a fan of this just post Haley Barber, uh, good old boy network that's been going on here, this this path to the governor's mansion, uh, I, I, I don't like it. You know, I, I know it's hard for somebody to get to the right of Tate right now, you know, that has a legitimate shot at, at winning this thing. I mean, you can be more right-wing, but, you know, let's be honest. People that have a shot at winning, <clears throat> Tate's, Tate's winning the governor. I, I, that's why I don't talk about it much. There's nothing to talk about. Brandon Presley ain't winning. Democrat ain't winning Mississippi. Even as purple as we are, I can't imagine a Democrat winning Mississippi. Now, maybe if Presley had switched over to the Republican Party a couple years ago and was uh, sounded a little more like RFK Jr., you know, maybe he could beat Tate in the primary. But Tate's winning that. What we got to win the fight at is in that lieutenant governor race. We, we we got to get Delbert out of there. Got to get him out of there. You know, I don't know if this is true or not. You know, I, I've seen it on the internet. I, I don't even know if I should say it. You know, but there's there's some there's some rumors allegedly, some documents. You know, that say that that Delbert was involved somehow with the we'll call it a female health clinic in South Jackson in the nineties. You know, I don't know. I've seen it. I've read it. again. It, I feel like if it was real. McDaniel should be using it. And, you know, the fact that he's not makes me feel like they can't legitimize it. But some people I trust say it's real. You know, and if that's real, I don't know how you, I don't know how you call yourself a conservative if you profited off of abortions. I just don't. So do your research, 
you know, make your decisions based on that. <clears throat> Let's see here. Text line. Says, uh, Brad says on Guns and Gear text line, if Delbert runs in four years, he will get, he w- in four years, he will a shad problem. I think you missed a word there, brother. If Delbert runs in four years, he will a shad problem to get past. He will have a shad problem to get past. Um, former Georgian here, Hoseman give, gives me Brian Kemp vibes, snake in the grass. I agree. I agree. Now, I heard somebody saying the other day, I listen to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton's podcast in the evening times when I'm working out, try to catch up. I, I've been a big Clay Travis fan for years, from his early outkick days to what he did through COVID, saved college football single-handedly. Um, and then he got Rush's job. You know, when they, when, they were, when they replaced Rush Limbaugh, it was Clay Travis and Buck Sexton got that gig. You know, so I've been a big Clay Travis fan for a long time. Clay was saying the other day, and I try to remove my biases when I listen to stuff. I really do. You know, he was saying that he thought that Brian Kemp may make the best, be the best VP candidate out there because of how bad he beat Stacey Abrams in Georgia. That he felt like he could 100% carry Georgia, not 100%, but you know, guarantee Georgia a Georgia victory in the presidential election if he's the VP on the ticket. And, and I can't disagree with it if we're talking about fair and equal elections here, not the nonsense that happened in 2020. The problem is, you know, I mean, look, Trump's a business guy. Trump going. Trump will do what's best for Trump if he thinks it'll help Trump win. You know, Vince McMahon at WWE. There was always wrestlers. They said he would never bring back. They'll never come back. And Vince always said, "Hey, we'll do what's best for business." Now he brought everybody. He even brought the Ultimate Warrior back. And if you followed wrestling, that you know that was that was never going to happen. He brought Hogan and the NWO back after all that stuff. He he brought guys back. They said would never come back. He always did what's best for business. And Trump and McMahon are very similar. I believe Trump would could mend the fence with with Brian Kemp. I just I just don't think it's going to happen. Would would Kemp do it? I don't know. It's, it, I love Trump, but I do think the the Republican Party as a whole has a Trump problem because it's his party until he says it's not. So, and we got a deep bench. We really do. You know, I hate seeing what DeSantis is doing right now. I think DeSantis probably should have waited four years. Because I, I like DeSantis. I don't get into all the NWO, uh, George Soros propaganda when it comes to DeSantis. I think what he did during COVID speaks for itself. Again, I just look at his resume. And his resume tells me he's MAGA. And he's anti-woke. He checks off a lot of boxes for me. I just hope he's not sabotaging himself right now. And I'm afraid he's doing permanent political damage to himself by going up try, by trying to go up against MAGA. And I can respect a fighter too. I mean let's just let's just take our our admiration of Trump aside. I can respect a dude that says, All right, yeah, he's the he's the champ, he's the heavyweight, he's the favorite. I'm the underdog. 
I love an underdog. But for some reason, that ain't resonating <clears throat> out of DeSantis. He's not coming across like the underdog. He's coming across like the spoiled rich kid who feels a bit entitled. Not the underdog. And I don't know how you fix that. But uh, it's, it's Trump's show as long as Trump wants it to be his show. It'll be interesting to see who the VP is. I don't think the VP is any of the current candidates running for president. I think the VP, just like last time, will be somebody we don't see coming. Carrie Lake makes a lot of sense. MAGA voters would love Carrie Lake. I just don't. I don't know that she brings anybody new to the dance, to the party. You want a VP that's going to carry some weight. I mean, but I love a fighter. I love Carrie Lake. I would love to see it. I'm just talking about strictly at the polls. Does she bring anybody extra to the party that Trump ain't already bringing? You know what I mean? We can talk about it if y'all want to. Let's see here. Caller, stay on hold. We're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back, coming right back to you. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing. Hey, look, man, your hometown roof repair specialist. That's Watkins Construction and Roofing. Hey, look, check them out online, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. They're going to get all of your roof repair and replacement needs taken care of. They're going to do a complimentary roof assessment. That means they're going to come out, they're going to get up on the roof, they're going to check it out, they're going to do it all the stuff that they do to decide what you need. They'll let you know, hey, is it going to be a repair or a replacement? They're going to work with their insurance company. They're going to stay in contact with you. I read a great review yesterday. I'm not going to do it today. just want to hit it real quick. They're going to be in communication the whole time. They're going to be professional. They're going to clean up after themselves. You're going to hear all that boom, boom, boom music and nonsense. You know, when they're out there, <clears throat> their team is A1 since day one. Watkins Construction and Roofing, locally owned, locally operated, good folks. I co-signing on them. Been friends with them for a long time. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All right, shifting gears here a little bit. You know, I like, I like to hit a lot of different topics kind of throughout the day. <clears throat> and, you know, one, one topic that I I just can't get away from because they've, they, they've, they've created this monster. They've done this. They've shoved this LGBT stuff in front of us so much that I want to talk about it a lot. I want to talk about the Alphabet Mafia a lot, the rainbow supremacy. You know, they love to call people supremacists and talk about the white supremacy and the white supremacist. The only supremacies I see around here are the black supremacist in Jackson and the rainbow supremacist nationally. Rainbow supremacy is the new white supremacy. And they mad. They are mad at the Muslims. They are so mad at the Muslims right now. Because they don't want the rainbow supremacist stuff taught to their children in schools. Whether it's in America or Canada. I mean, ooh, they are mad. And Justin Trudeau up in Canada, the cuck of all cucks, the cuckiest cuck of cuckdom, is extra mad. And he's mad at us. American right wing. You know, now that's their new boogeyman. 
every time that somebody doesn't agree with the rainbow supremacy agenda, it's right wing propaganda, the right wingers, you know, the anti woke. I mean, it's whatever. It's like, no, man, we're just, we're, we're, we're anti stupid. Anyway, Justin Trudeau, this is on Fox News. Justin Trudeau blames American right wing. For, I want y'all to hear this. This is a legitimate news story here. This, this idiot really said these things. Justin Trudeau, that's, Ameri- that's Prime Minister of Canada, for those out there that don't know. He blames the American right wing for Muslims opposing LGBTQ curriculum. He says, leave our kids alone. Man, I had to read this five times to make sure I was reading the headline correctly. Does does he not know what they do to gays in Muslim countries? Does he not know that they throw them, and let's just say y'all, they throw y'all, because I think he's very, I mean, he's quite the representative spokesperson for the rainbow supremacy. They throw y'all off rooftops. They they kill you. If they catch people having gay affairs, you don't go to court. You go to die. They drag you out and they kill you. I, I don't think it's the American right wing that has Muslims opposing the LGBTQ curriculum. And, boy, they got some audacity, audacity, found it on discount somewhere to suggest leaving somebody's kids alone. Leave your kids alone. I'm going to read a little bit of this. This is on Fox News. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau blamed the American right wing for Canadian Muslims opposing or, or their opposition to gender ideology and LGBTQ curriculum in K-12 education. The video was of Trudeau speaking with Muslim with the Muslim community last week at a Calgary mosque after hundreds of protesters rallied against gender ideology in schools chanting, leave our kids alone. The frustration reached a boiling point after audio surfaced of an Edmonton public school teacher berating Muslim students for skipping school in order to avoid pride events. We played that here on this show. We celebrated Pride Month, just not the way they wanted us to. I'll say this right now before I read any further. No radio show in this country fought back harder every day in direct opposition to the Rainbow Supremacy during Pride Month than the Clay Edwards show. It's all on podcast. I'll go, I, I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody in this country. Nobody fought back harder against the Rainbow Supremacy. I ain't saying people didn't fight as hard, but nobody fought back harder every day, five days a week. Seven days, we count online, social media stuff too. Nobody fall back harder than this show right here. All right, continuing. It goes two ways. If you, wanna, if you want to be respected for who you are, if you don't want to suffer prejudice for your religion, your color of your skin or whatever, then you better give it back to the people who are different from you. That's how it works, said the teacher. She was telling Muslim kids this. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? If a white teacher told some black kids that. Could you imagine the outrage? One thing I know about most black folks, most black mothers, 
even though you vote wrong, you, you're, you're a terrible voter. You generally have conservative values when it comes to your children. The ones who aren't conservative. I know we have a couple of conservative uh, black women that listen to the show. God bless y'all. I love you. Let's continue. Just imagine for a second if if they said that to black children. But it's okay to say it to Muslim children because you're talking about the LGBTQ. You just imagine somebody at Forest Hill High School, a Provine, a Murrah, some teacher telling some, some black kids that about the LGBTQ. I mean, they might not care anymore, but in, in my mind, in the around the people I grew up around, it would be outrage. It's a bit of the oppression Olympics too, you know. Like, what you can't tell one minority group that they need to respect the other minority group because it's going to be a battle of who needs to be respected the most. Anyway, it says a Muslim individual explained to Trudeau where the community was coming from. According to the video, I ask you, Mr. Prime Minister, please protect our culture, our belief, the sin that you are doing to them. He responded, first of all, there's an awful lot of misinformation and disinformation out there from people on social media, particularly fueled by the American right wing, are spreading a lot of untruths about what is actually in the curriculum. Trudeau's office did not immediately respond to a request or comment. On June 25th in Calgary, Alberta, hundreds of protesters screamed, leave our kids alone, our kids, our choice. It says, my brothers and my sisters, we cannot stay hidden anymore. For the issue is getting closer to each and every one of us, said Mohammed Mora at the event. If you're not a father today, tomorrow you will be. If you're not a mother today, tomorrow you will be. You'll have a daughter or do you have a son who is a minor age? He is so vulnerable. And you have some hyenas and really powerful predators that are willing to go. They do whatever they can to take your kids away from you. We will protect our kids as much as it takes, he continued. They're going to start, throwing, they're going to, they're going to start strapping the bombs on again, I'm telling you. They've been quiet. They've been, they've been minding their own business. America's been really good to them. North America, Canada included, been really, really good to Muslims. Don't make them start strapping the bombs on again. Y'all are doing it. When it happens, this is going to be why. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I know I say, I say things in a very sharp, uh, abrasive, offensive way. I just cut through it. I'm not articulate enough to soften the edge. So I just say it in the most abrasive, upfront, no BS way possible. You're going to make these folks start strapping these bombs on again. And they're going to start throwing y'all off the rooftops like people were jumping out of the towers after they ran the planes into them. I want you to understand the picture. And you're going, oh, the American right wing did this. This is the right-wingers' faults. No. It was you swinging your rainbow supremacy around in a classroom to a bunch of kids who don't want to be taught, whose parents don't want that. It's going to be your fault. You got to turn that mirror around. You got to polish it up. And you got to take a look into it and say it was your fault pointing at yourself. Not the, not the American right-wing. Not the right-wing boogeyman. Not MAGA. Not Trump. Not January 6th. It's going to be your fault. Let's take a break. Come back land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 FM WYAB. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. You know, the, the tagline for this show is breaking rules when necessary. 
it was just something I heard one day right before the show was supposed to start. And I was like, man, I like that. I'm I'm, I'm going to borrow that. I wish I could remember where I, where I borrowed it from. I Googled it, and, and I still can't find it anywhere. Maybe it was a bumper sticker. Maybe it was a song. I, I don't know. But, man, has it held true to the motto of this show. We break all the rules. Apparently, it's always necessary to break rules. You're not supposed to talk about the LGBTQ. You ain't supposed to. You're not supposed to talk about the Muslims throwing the gays off roofs. We do it all the time because I'm telling you that they're going to do it. I'm telling you, you know, you got to stand back up and kudos to the Muslims. I never in my lifetime thought after 9-11, of course, I've matured a lot, you know, 20, 20 plus years um, will mature, will mature a person typically. I've changed a lot. I look at things through a different lens now. I never thought I'd be on the same side of a moral argument as the Muslims. However, as I've gotten older, I can appreciate ain't nobody further right wing than a Muslim. Hey, you can't get to the right of a Muslim. And I can respect that. I can respect that. I really can. Now, do I respect their tactics and some of the things they've done? I, I do not. I do not. You know, but I can respect their intense beliefs for their religion. And we as Christians need to get back to not allowing people to insult ours. Now, I'm by no means am I encouraging or, or uh, calling for violence or nothing like that. Uh, 100% saying it out loud here. Do not call for that. But we need to quit allowing people to constantly insult us and our religion and our beliefs. You know, I'm all about having a good time. Nobody likes to have a better time than me. But there's a line in the sand. And um, this LGBTQ stuff, that's the line in the sand. Whether the agenda to push it upon our children, that is the line in the sand. This show somewhere along the line, maybe it happened in June, it shifted from me coming in here and raising seven levels of hell about Jackson, Mississippi every day to me standing up and fighting against the LGBTQ rainbow supremacy. And that's what I'm here to do. That's going to be my hill to die on. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I will see you all back here tomorrow with Sean York Karan discussing the Trump uh, indictment letter. Peace.